0: started beekeeping a decade ago, the reasons why I started are different from the reasons I would start now. If someone asks me how to get started, I try to persuade them not to even think about it. I tell them it's not a good idea. I'm not trying to weed out the people who really aren't dedicated. I just think it's not a hobby for most people. But even so, I love it. and I'm living the urban farmer life in the city. I'm fitting in farm life a little bit here and there and want to bring you along with me. I want to teach you everything I learned so that you can be successful and hopefully learn from my missteps. I'll let you know what I'm doing with this almost daily farming journal podcast. Let's hear what today's entry is going to be. So everything started when I wanted our own little urban farm, with everything in miniature so we could fit as much as possible on our small little plot. I think it's about 40 by 80, but I'm really not sure. I know what we saw in the backyard was a lot of empty space, and so it seemed like it was a great option for our urban farm. And. Knowing that it was going to be on the smaller side, I wanted every inch to be productive. And what I read was that pruning and great pollination would create abundance from even the smallest urban orchard. And I was planning on trying to fit a 100 trees, even if they were only just sticks with two branches on them. Those two branches were going to feed us and friends all year long. What I read was that I needed to have honeybees to make sure every flower was pollinated. And that's how it all began. Taking up beekeeping seems innocent enough. But in the end, I found out I was actually doing illegal beekeeping. So learning is... One of my specialties and I learned best from doing. So I went online to find a group who could show me the ropes. The only group I could find was the backwards beekeepers. They met underneath a bridge next to the train tracks in downtown LA. They were backwards, urban and underground. This was a group of beekeeping where it wasn't legal. Most of LA County didn't allow beekeeping when I started. Who knew? I didn't, and I didn't realize that it wasn't technically legal where I lived. No matter, I'm a rule follower, but if no one is going to get hurt, I think some rules are meant to be broken. And beekeeping seemed harmless enough, and so I went ahead and just kept on going. By deciding to be an outlaw, I found my people. And now I was ready to really start beekeeping, but I started out with finding a mentor. I readied myself with a Langstroth hive in our bare backyard and made a date with Kirko Bio to rescue some bees. He was the main person with the backwards beekeepers in terms of teaching what it's like to be an urban backyard beekeeper. He had mentored many people, but I just needed the bees. I would learn on my own. And when I met him, he was removing bees from a wall. Now, this was the first time I'd seen him. So I really didn't know exactly what to expect. He'd presented at the meetings, and so I knew that he was a kind, enthusiastic beekeeper. He had a mentee with him who was doing all the hard work, and he was watching what was going on and letting her do all the work. What he was really doing was entertaining all the onlookers. He would remove some honeycomb and hand it over the comb so that I could bring it to the neighbor's window. News had spread to every kid on the block, and they were watching every step of the bee rescue from behind the safety of the window. They were laughing and screeching, and as we brought the bees to the window, you could see their eyes widening. They were amazed and excited. This is what beekeeping would be to me for the next 10 years. Not working in my hive, but sharing beekeeping with others and rescuing bees. I quickly found that beekeeping on my own was pretty boring. I didn't need to help them or keep them. The bees would take care of themselves. Now I just leave them alone. I have a hive in the backyard that I don't really touch. It does all all it needs to do all on its own. Unless I'm teaching a live from the hive episode. The life from the hives will be another story for another day. Right now, we want to focus on bee fever. So let's go back to that first day with Kirko Beo. After that rescue, I was ready to have my own bees. A swarm call came in as we were doing the rescue, and he showed me how to catch it. No chasing involved. It was a grapefruit-sized ball of calm bees that we put into a box and took home. It was so easy. The swarm was fickle and didn't realize how good they could have had it if they had just stayed put in our backyard hive. But they flew off the next day, leaving me disappointed. I thought I had paid $100 for a swarm, but I had actually paid to learn how to fish for bees. With that realization, I was off, and before long, I had a bad case of bee fever. The desire to catch more and more bees became a drive to madness. I would soon have rescued more than 200 hives in the next 10 years, and in the wake, taught people of all ages how to fish for bees. I also spread the word that we need to reduce the amount of unnecessary chemicals that are used to exterminate them. The beekeeping movement started to build and beekeeping laws in several cities passed allowing people to beekeep in their backyards. In our own city of Long Beach, we advocated for changes in beekeeping, chicken keeping, and goats, making urban farming a real dream. Now, if we go back to where I started, I had thought I was getting bees, or at least needed bees, for pollination to make sure my urban backyard was going to be as prolific and productive as possible. In the process of learning about bees and rescuing them, I had to unlearn that we need honeybees for pollination. We need them for honey, but our local pollinators do a much better job at pollinating and assisting sustainable fashion now I help people learn about beekeeping and when I mentor a new beekeeper at some point they'll stop and look at me and say this is amazing and I can tell that they found their inner child again the words to explain what we see in a hive escape me but I can show you I'll stand by your side and we'll learn about bees together Remember to subscribe to the Living the Urban Farmer Life podcast so you can grow what you know about growing food and caring for your furry and feathered friends. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook as The Urban Farmer Life and at urbanfarmerlife.com for posts and links to help you be successful on your own urban farm. Now go out there and grow something. If you're interested in beekeeping sign up for our bee prepared class through the long beach Beekeepers. they there are three online classes and a two-hour mentor session once you feel ready you can adopt a swarm from the bee sanctuary and it's a quick way to get started with a feral swarm that you know is thriving and we're going to talk about more beekeeping here on the podcast and we'll be able to learn together and then you can also see what's happening on the youtube channel at living the urban farmer life there you can find fun videos on Beekeeping, chicken keeping, cats and dogs, and most importantly, growing your own food. Thank you for joining me on the Living the Urban Farmer Life Journal podcast. I hope you're having fun growing what you know, caring for your soil, and your furry and feathered farm friends.